0: Although the words were an understatement, and said lightly, it caused all those around to take in a harsh breath. Many were thinking, you're nothing more than a powerless rubbish god. How could you be so shameless to say to the one Lang Chen Cho, the martial god of the east, that if you fight him, he'll die for sure? What arrogance! It was like the request for banishment was because fighting Lang Chen Chou was beneath him. Pure bullshit. Yet Lang Chen Cho didn't think his words were exaggerated at all. I said, Life and death don't matter. I don't need you to let me off that easy either. Shilin ignored him and reiterated his request to Jun Wu. Pray my lord banish me to the lesser realm. Shi Qingxuan suddenly raised his arm. Wait, I have more to say. Speak, Windmaster. Jun Wu said. Everyone here seems to think that His Highness Shanle spilt the blood of Yang An royalty for revenge. But then why did he let the Crown Prince of Yang An, his Highness Taihua, go? Logically, the one an Avenger would want to cut down the most should be the Crown Prince himself. Am I wrong? It wasn't that no one had thought of this detail, but no one had thought it necessary to voice it either. Now that the windmaster took the lead, some nodded their heads in agreement. Shan continued, His highness and I haven't known each other for long, but I did see with my own eyes him fighting head-on against the scimitar Erming in order to protect his highness Taihua. Cho, if you regarded the Yongan monarchy with hatred, why would he unnecessarily defend you against the blade? Hearing that Lin had faced Erming head-on, both Xin and Qin stared at him. All around there were whispers saying, maybe he was just feeling guilty. But Qing Shuan immediately raised his voice. That was the weapon of misfortune, the cursed blade. So, I think this whole business is highly suspect. I'm envious that his highness has gained Lord Windmaster's friendship to defend him so, Pei Ming said. Too bad our little Pei isn't as fortunate. General Pei, don't muddy the waters, Shi Qingxuan said. Can little Pei's case even be compared? I saw him commit crimes with my own eyes, and heard with my own ears his admission of said crimes. Then isn't that exactly the same as today, Pei Ming argued? His Highness Tai Hua saw him commit crimes, and heard him admit to said crimes with his own ears. How is that any different? Shan grew furious and was about to argue back when Xi Lian stopped him. Lord Windmaster, thank you. I'm in your debt, but please let this go. Shan himself hadn't thought of a good comeback yet, so he only pointed at Pei Ming, but no more words came out. Finally, Wu spoke, his tone tranquil. Everyone, please calm down. His voice wasn't particularly loud. It was very serene. Yet everyone within the great martial hall heard his words clearly, and they all stood back in position. Once the hall had quietened down, Jun Wu spoke again Tai Hua, your actions have always been impulsive. When situations arise, one mustn't be rash. Listen calmly, assess, and then evaluate once you know the whole story. Lang Chencho lowered his head to heed the lesson. Wu continued, Shanle refuses to give us the full story, so his request for banishment is denied. He will be detained in the palace of Shanle, and I will personally interrogate him afterward. Before then, the two of you shall not meet. This was a conclusion that no one had expected. Wu actually shielded Xilin, the laughingstock of the three realms, who had no temples, no devotees, and no merit. Lang Chen Cho was the martial god who ruled the East. If he was unhappy with the verdict, then what a losing business. Even then, Jun Wu chose to shield Shilian. Didn't that mean that he was still very much in favor? Many of the officials now saw where the wind was blowing and decided mentally that from now on, they wouldn't publicly mention the words laughing stock of the three realms. Should Ching let out a sigh of relief, and loudly praised Jun Wu for his wisdom. Lang Chen Chou, on the other hand, only stared at Shilian intently. Whatever the Lord wishes to question, go ahead and question. But whatever the conclusion, I shall still duel with him. With that said, Lang Chen Chou bowed to Jun Wu before turning and leaving the hall. Jun Wu waved his hand, and a couple of martial officials came forward to take Shilian away. As they passed by Xuchingxuan, Xuelian spoke in a soft voice. Lord Windmaster, thank you for everything. But if you must help me, don't say any more on my behalf. But can I ask you for two things? Qingxuan was still feeling bad about fanning the fire that burnt down Paradise Manor and wished dearly that Xuelian would ask him for anything. Whatever you need, he replied. The boy that I settled in the side chambers... Please take care of him, Xi Lian said. That's nothing I can't do. What's the second thing? Shi Ching asked. If General Pei still wants to make things difficult for Yue in the future, then please help her out. Of course, Shi Ching replied. I won't let Pei Ming get his way. Where is she? I've hidden her in a small pickle jar in my Puchi shrine. If you have the time... Please air her out sometimes, Shirlian said. After thanking the Windmaster, two heavenly officials brought Shirlian to the palace of Shanle before courteously excusing themselves. Thank you for your hard work, Shirlian bowed his head slightly. Stepping through the front gates, Shirlian closed the doors behind him. Looking around, as he expected, not just an appearance, even all the facilities were exactly the same, as his previous palace. Last time he passed by, he didn't enter, never having guessed that the first time he was to step foot in here would be due to detention. Not the best sign. But after so much excitement in the past few days, his heart was tired, and Shirlian passed out immediately on the ground. He dreamt of many things. He seemed to be meditating with his eyes closed. When he blinked his eyes open, He found himself sitting in the lotus position before a desk, his black robes flowing on the floor in layers around him. And on his face, there seemed to be a cold, heavy mask. When he lowered his head, the sight before him was of a young boy sprawled over the desk. The boy appeared to be 14 or 15 years of age. His attire distinguished, his form strumming with life, but fast asleep. Shilian shook his head and walked over. Bending slightly, he knocked on the desk. Your Royal Highness, maybe it was because of the cold mask, even his voice was cool. The boy finally awoke with a start. When he raised his eyes and saw him, he immediately sat upright in horror. Guo he stuttered. Shilian said, you fell asleep again. Copy the Ethic Scripture ten times as punishment. The crown prince cried in dismay, Master, please, no! Why don't you have me run ten laps around the palace as punishment? Copy twenty times, do it now and write nicely. The crown prince seemed to fear him and sat up properly to start writing. Shilin then sat back at his original position and continued to meditate. Truthfully, everyone in the palace was a little scared of him. But he had intentionally created this sense of distance and oppressive power. However, the crown prince may have been too young, so he could never hold that sense of fear for long. Not long after he started copying the scripture, he called out, Master. Shulin put down the book in his hand. What is it? I've become quite skilled in all the sword techniques that you taught me last time. Isn't it time for a new technique? The crown prince asked. All right, what do you want to learn? Shirlin asked. I want to learn the technique that you used to save me. The crown prince exclaimed. shelin contemplated for a bit and said, That one? No. Why not? The crown prince asked. That technique is impractical. At the very least, it's unsuitable for one in your position. He explained. The crown prince didn't understand. But isn't it convenient, using one sword to dissolve the power of two? You saved me with that technique. It was normal for the crown prince to not understand. He said, Your Royal Highness, let me ask you a question. Ask, the crown prince said. Shilian said, Once there were two people, eyes sunken red with hunger. They started fighting in order to steal each other's food. The third person came and wanted to stop the fight. Do you think that words would be effective in this situation? No, it would be useless. They only want food, right? That's right. Because the root of the problem wasn't solved. No one would listen to your reason. Thus, the only way the third person could stop the fight would be to provide what they wanted. To give them his own food. The crown prince seemed to understand but also to not understand. Shirin continued. The reasoning is the same. You must understand that the moment a sword is unsheathed, someone will be hurt. When the power is released, something must receive it. Thus, it was wrong for you to say that I dissolved the force of two swords. I didn't dissolve anything. I absorbed their attacks. To stop an attack by hurting oneself is a foolish technique and only used when there are no other alternatives. You are an esteemed crown prince. You have no use for this sort of technique. The crown prince continued to copy the scripture, but after a while, he still looked complentative. Shilin asked, Did you have any other questions? After a moment of hesitation, the crown prince said, One thing, Master, if the third person didn't have enough food, then what should be done? The crown prince continued. If both of the hungry had gotten food, but wanted more, and fought harder because of the greed, and sought more food from the third person, then what should be done? What do you think? Shirlian asked. The crown prince pondered and said, I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't have intercepted from the start. The scene shifted. The great hall was gold. Everything was golden. However, at present, it had all become crimson. There was a person sprawled at every golden banquet table. Their throats were pierced, their deaths tragic. His hand that held the sword wouldn't stop shaking. The stately king was covered in blood, his eyes red, filled with pain and hatred. Next to his feet was the dead body of the queen. His sword in hand, he took one step after another and walked over. When the king raised his head and saw him, he was dumbfounded. Gorsha, you? A severely cold and cruel sword struck. Right at the same time, he sensed something, and turned his head immediately. The young crown prince was just outside the door, standing amidst the corpses of the gods. The boy's eyes were blank, as if wondering whether what he saw was reality or a dream. He took a step and almost tripped on the threshold, his mind lost. Shirlian pulled out his sword, blood spattered onto his black robes. The crown prince didn't trip on the threshold, but tripped on the dead bodies on the ground. He rushed to the king's body, his voice finally returning. Father, mother, yet the king would never speak again. The crown prince couldn't shake him awake and whipped his head madly towards Shirlian. His eyes wide. Master, what are you doing? What did you do? Guosher. It was after a long while before he heard his own voice, devoid of emotion. You all deserved it. Xilin didn't sleep well and rolled awake with a start. He sleepily rubbed his eyes and realized that he didn't actually sleep that long and didn't dream anything nice either. Good thing there was something on his chest that poked him awake. He sat for a while, then found something in his clothes after feeling around for it. He opened his palm and revealed two dice, the same ones from the Paradise Manor. A sea of red floated in his mind. The scene was blurry, but that crimson silhouette was clear as day, watching him, unmoving, in that sea of red. Shailin sighed. I wonder how much is left of Sun Lung's paradise manor. If I get banished again this time, who knows how much junk I will have to sell or how long it'd take to pay him back. Decades or maybe centuries. If anything, I'll pay him back for the rest of my life. Shielin looked at the dice for a bit before clapping his hands closed, shaking them in his palms and tossing them to the ground. The dice rattled and rolled around the ground, before coming to a stop. As expected, all the luck that he had borrowed from Hua Chang was used up. He was hoping for another roll of two sixes, but it was only snake eyes. Shilin couldn't help but laugh. He shook his head and suddenly heard footsteps coming from behind. He steadied himself immediately and packed away both the dice and his smile. The footsteps didn't sound like Jun Wu. Jun Wu walked with a deep certainty, unhurried. Although Hua Chang walked with nonchalance, often lazy, the aura of confidence and surety were exactly the same. This set of footsteps, however, were a little floaty. Xiu Lin turned his head around and was taken aback. It's you. The person before him was clad in black, his face fair and his lips thin. His expression was indifferent. Maybe even a bit cool. As a martial god, he looked more like a civil god. Who else could it be but Mu Qing? He saw Shilian's startled expression and raised his brows. Who did you think it was, Feng Xin? Without waiting for a response, he lifted his black robes and crossed the threshold of the door. Feng Xin probably won't come. What are you doing here? Shilian asked. The emperor detained you and wouldn't let His Highness Tai Hua come. But he didn't say that I couldn't come, Mu Cheng said. He didn't bother answering Xie Lian's question. Whatever, Xie Lian wasn't actually curious anyway, and didn't question him further. Mu Qing looked around the newly built palace of Shanle, his eyes ending up on Xie Lian. After some thought, he suddenly threw something at him. A blue shadow flashed in the air, Lin caught it with his left hand, and when he opened his palm, it was a small, blue porcelain bottle. It was a bottle of medicine. Mu Qing said apathetically, dragging around a bloody right arm doesn't look good. Lin held the bottle but didn't move, and watched Mu Qing instead, discerningly. After his third ascension, there could only be one word to describe the way Mu Qing treated him. Weird. It always felt like he was waiting for Xirian to get booted for the third time so that he could make sneering remarks. Yet now that Xirian might actually get booted for the third time, he suddenly became friendly and even came to gift him medication. This 180 degree change in attitude actually made Xirian feel a little weird. Seeing that Xirian wasn't moving, Mu Qing smoked faintly. Use it if you want. Either way, No one else is going to come. It wasn't a smile without mirth. It was obvious that he was actually feeling pretty good. Although Shilin didn't feel pain in his right arm, there was no reason to just leave the injuries either. That pat from Junwoo was a quick fix, but it was better to take medication. Thus, he opened the small blue bottle and carelessly started pouring the contents onto his arm. What came out of the blue bottle wasn't a powder. Or a pill, but a light blue smoke. The smoke floated wildly, wrapping around his arm. It sent cool and refreshing. It was certainly a high grade item. Mu Qing suddenly asked Was everything Lang Chen Chou said true? Did you really kill all those young unroyals? Shilian raised his eyes to look at him. Even if Mu Qing had been forcibly hiding it, Shilian could still see a dread of uncontrollable excitement in his eyes. He seemed to be highly interested in the details of Shilian spilling the blood at the gilded banquet and continued his questions. How did you kill them? Just then, another set of footsteps came from behind them. The two turned their heads at the same time and the one who arrived was Feng Xin. The moment he entered, he saw Mu Qing in the main hall, smiling next to a crouching Shilian. He immediately frowned with alarm. "What are you doing here?" Shilian waved the little bottle in his hand. Mu Ching schooled his expression. He was just saying that Feng Xin wouldn't be coming, and Feng Xin arrived in the next second. Not funny at all. This isn't your palace. What? You can come, but I can't. Mu Ching rebutted. Feng Xin ignored him and turned to Shilian. He hadn't even opened his mouth. And Shirlian spoke up. If the two of you came to ask the same question, then I will give you one answer. There's no need to not believe. Every word that I said at the Great Marshall Hall was true. Feng Xin paled. Mu Qing hated that expression and said in annoyance. All right, put that face away. After everything, who are you looking pained for? Feng Xin glared at him. Not for you. Get out. And who are you to tell me to get out? Mu Cheng said, speaking as if you're so loyal. How many years did you last? Didn't you run away too? Veins popped all over Feng Xin's face. Xie Lin could sense that this exchange was going in the wrong direction and raised his hand. Hold it, hold it. As if Mu Cheng was the type to hold back. He sneered. Everyone says it's because you couldn't stand seeing your old master fall from grace. What a pretty excuse. At the end of the day, you also just didn't want to waste the rest of your days following a broken man. Feng Xin swung out his fist. What the fuck do you know? Bam. Feng Xin's fist landed squarely on Mu Qing's face. Mu Qing was a standard pretty boy. A bashing punch from Feng Xin was like a persimmon smashed onto his face. Bloody and miserable. Yet he stood his ground and without even a whine, He punched right back. When the two ascended, they had both obtained their own spiritual devices. Yet at the height of anger, the best tool to release their rage was their fists. When Feng Xin and Mu Qing fought 800 years ago, their martial arts were at the same level. After 800 years, there was still no difference. Each punch landed. The brawl was messy and mad, each holding their own. Feng Xin cried angrily, don't think I don't know your nasty thoughts. The more crimes he commits, the happier you become. Mu Qing spat. I knew you always looked down on me. What a joke. Look at yourself. What right do you have to look down on me? The pot calling the kettle black. Lang Chen Cho and Xi Lian hadn't even started dueling, and Feng Xin and Mu Qing had already started brawling. Their grudges had been building for a long time. The fight was uncontrolled. And riotous, each swearing at each other, without hearing what was said back. And they certainly had no mind to hear anything Shilian had to say. Shilian recalled back to when the three of them were younger. Mu Qing had always been soft-spoken and well-mannered, and if Feng Xin had hit anyone, it was all under Shilian's command, and he'd stop when Shilian told him to stop. Now, neither was the case. Dragging his arm, Xiu Lin ran toward the door, hoping to call for help from any nearby officials. But before he even stepped foot out of the main hall, there was a huge explosion from the front. Feng Xin and Mu Qing were also shocked by the loud noise and stopped, their eyes alert, looking to where the sound came from. The front doors to the Palace of Shanle had been kept open by someone. Beyond the door, there wasn't the expansive Great Marshall Avenue of the Heavenly Court, but a dead, deep blackness, and from within the darkness, innumerable chilling silver butterflies rushed out towards